Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breaking Chain's new show, History Talk, with Dr. LaVert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history.
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Good evening. And praise God. i just like to say before I go on, just like to say about don't forget, wash your hands. Remember social distancing and stay in at all costs if 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 if, if you're not considered a necessary uh, person, hospital workers, and others uh, that you need to be out and about. Uh, this is nothing to play with. This is a pandemic. It's worldwide, and it's not really discriminating. I know. Um, more and more than where I'm here in Baton Rouge, at least 70% of those who have it are dying from it is, is, is African-American, but this virus don't discriminate. So I ask that those who are listening take precaution. Do what you're asked to do. Uh, and many of us who are Christians say we're covered in the blood, and that's true, but we're also the Bible tells us to, you know, be obedient to those who are in charge of us. So they're asking us to go in, and the Bible does say in Isaiah uh, 26 and 20 that when the, like, this plague fall upon us, that we're to go into our boards and hide in the innermost parts for a while until it passes over. So it's time for us to go in the innermost parts and allow this to pass over. Even the children of Israel, as we get up to Passover time, when the children of Israel, when the ten plague came, they were to put the blood over the land of the doors. And they were to go inside and stay inside until uh, the death of the firstborn or the death angel would pass by. The death angels passing through cities and countries and all over all over the globe. And we're just to kind of stay in place and allow it to pass over. And I just want to just take this time before I start to just say good evening to my friend, uh, Reverend Hot Rod, and God bless you and continue to strengthen you to share the wealth of knowledge you have and to uh, your insightfulness for our world. Again, I would like to just say thank you to Reverend Hot Rod. Uh, I'm uh, Dr. LaVert Kemp, and I've been talking about the origin of man. And it's not that I'm speaking from an Afrocentric point of view, but too long the truth have been hidden and too long um, as, especially as African-Americans, uh, I would like to say we don't do enough research and reading to find out who we are and whose we are. And I, I, I've uh, always been a person who was very inquisitive and, analytical and ask questions to myself. And I always was a person that I would do research to find out those who, what, when, where, and how of life. And as I began to study uh, so many times, I only would watch on television and see uh, white cavemen and this, the beginning of time and the dinosaurs. And I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't think that uh, there was no uh, uh, blacks during that time or brown people. I, I, you wouldn't have thought, and then I learned he who writes the story of the narrative make the people look the way they want them to look. 
But when I began to study and I began to find out why uh, so many uh, in America, uh, whites in America, not all, but never wanted uh, African Americans or blacks to learn to read, I found out that why. It was because they knew who you are or we are, and but we didn't know being taken away our culture, our language, and even our custom were taken away from us. And so now the customs we have now are come uh, from European customs and cultures. But as I started doing my research, I found that the origin of man came from North Africa, Northeast Africa. And if you ever look up the word Zanthropus, you will find out exactly what it means. And and it just say spells Z A N Z I N Z J A N T R O P U S Zanthropus. And it would talks about uh the study around in Tanzania around what they call old deep gorge and how they found so many archaeological findings and anthropologists found skeletons of people who were millions of years old who reputed anything that Darwin had to say. And the people were African of, of origin. The fossils that they investigated, and wasn't uh, apes, you know, like the, our ancestors were apes and, and humans. While you know, excavating a digital gold, they found out that the pelvis actually said the people walked upright. And and this was dealing with Professor Leakey. But also, uh, they also found out that the oldest remains actually came from Sub-Saharan Africa. But later on, what they call Lucy is Archipipicus, and that's another term, Archipipicus, and that that was uh, the find of the body of uh, skeletal remains of Lucy was Johansson and and Tom Gray looking for uh, just some stones or artifacts, and it dated her back to uh, 3.18 million years ago. As Professor Leakey and others continued to dig up artifacts going back 2.5 million years and finding out that this was things that people had long been looking for because they had been digging in Europe and trying to find old remains, and they come to find out that all they was looking for was in Africa. Now, Going even further, a little more than a hundred million years ago, I'm not a hundred million, but a hundred to two hundred thousand years ago, and you could trace, they could trace this uh, mitochondrial DNA that's inherited to all of us within the cell of all human today, theoretically common ancestors to a woman known as mitochondrial Eve. And again, I told you she was in between the estimate between 100 to 200,000 years old. And they found her remains in South Africa. And now what's really ironic about this, about it, that she was not 
the phrase human, but every other human female uh, have this, the lineage of her that passed down through their offspring. The DNA results of human today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to this lady called Eve. Within her DNA and that her peers exist all the genetic variants we see in contemporary humans. Since Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically from distinct ethnic groups we have today, but all carry that mitochondrial DNA of the lady Eve, which was a South African. But now, what's another thing that came about it in South Africa? Now, I want you to understand, whites didn't come there in South Africa but about 300 years ago. Uh, there's a man who, who died in uh, 315 years before Christ in South Africa, and he is the closest relative yet known to humanity with common to the common female ancestry, mitochondria Eve. They find out the man had a fisherman ear, and he lived on the coast of Africa in what is called St. Helen Bay in South Africa. His body was exhumed by, found by archaeologist Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. Now, he was the first human from sub-Saharan Africa in the cradle of humanity to have a DNA sequences. And when they did his sequences, he was traced back to Eve. And it was ironic what they found out that you could find a strong trait of Eve DNA in most African-American females. Now, I want you to understand, too, we... Those were some of the first uh, discussions that uh, just a, a little air tickling and something to get us ready to begin to study. But also, I want us to understand that they have this thing where they talk about out of Africa and how hundreds of thousands of years ago people start leaving Africa. And some might say, well, well, if they left out of Africa, why are the Europeans uh, uh, white, or uh, not white, but flesh color, and uh, the people in Africa black? Well, it's called a mutation. The people went through what are called a mutation. And a mutation, is, you could find that all over the globe. You could find a black and a brown dog would have a white puppy. You could find white rhinoceros, white dolphins. And, and, and it's a mutation. It's a lack of melanin that's passed on. They went up in a cold climate and their bodies mutated. They didn't need the 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 the, the dark complexion anymore to protect them against the sun rays. And they begin to look different. Matter of fact, even to the day, all Africans are people that live and on the continent of Africa don't have curly hair. All those that live in Africa today are not jet black, 
but some are brown and some are lighter brown. It is known that if you want to know what a mutation is, if you're African-American, you uh, know what albino, some say albino, but albino, we know what albino is. A, a black person could have, if it look white, have blue eyes and look white, but it have be like blonde or yellowish like. And and that, that was even in the Jewish culture, in the Hebrew culture, by having that in the Hebrew culture, they thought that was a misfit. But that's a mutation. White people today, Caucasian or Europeans, are what you call a mutation from the original people. Now, now this is their own studies that called it a mutation. Now, as, as we look further into it, after the mutation, after I talked about that and, and started dealing with it, I went to the Bible. I just went to the Bible because I'm, I'm a director of a seminary. I have a Ph.D. in theology, and I wrote a – my thesis was written concerning uh, the African presence in the Bible. And I, I, I was just so confounded as I began to write it. This is on my preface. This is what I, I wrote. That choosing a topic for my thesis, I found it both interesting and enlightening to research the African presence in the Bible. For many years, I pondered the question: Why are all television and movie uh, biblical characters always white, while all pictures of Bible characters, such as angels, disciples, prophets, kings, are white? Do blacks have anything to do with the Bible? Question four was, why some blacks call the Bible the white man's book? By I would try to answer these questions. In doing so, I hope to find I hope to find out if this could be the reason why there are so much low self-esteem among blacks today and violence and the feeling of inferiority to whites. But I asked I asked this question to us, and I that we paid close attention to the fact that the Holy Bible was written wasn't wasn't written about a particular color, nor does it speak of color. For God is a spirit, and therefore He has no color. We find that man's creation was somewhere in North Africa. And I explain that to you in, in Northeast Africa. And we should even just look closely at the location of God's ministry to mankind. And when you find out it was all called North Africa at a time, there was no such thing as a Suez Canal, by the way. The Suez Canal, which divided Africa from the Holy Land, what we call it today, wasn't built until 1900. Okay, it's see the intent to show that Black Africans are the original Hebrews, and 75% of the Bible was written by or about Black Hebrews. I will also answer questions: Are there Black Jews? Furthermore, I intend to unveil the cloud of racism, which has for centuries hid the true fact about the Bible. And we should not, as black men and women, in any way, use these facts to fear 
superior to anyone. God is not a God of, but a God of love. God is no respecter of a person. The Bible declares in Proverbs 22 and 2 that the the rich and the poor meet together, and the Lord is the maker of us all. Now, I want us to understand that I I, I was talking about the presence of uh, the Garden of Eden. I talked about the Gion is the Nile and the Pishon and and they talk about the second river is called the Gion. This is the Nile. Talks about the Pishon. It talks about the the one river that goes in the forehead, the Pishon, you know, which is the Havilah, you know, going around Ethiopia. And I, I told them that if they look about the word Havilah, the Hala, the word Havilah comes from from uh, a word that's called in Ethiopia. Uh, they say the son of Cush. Cush is Ethiopia. That's who was the founder of Ethiopia is the Cushites. And he's noted as the father. And he was a son of Ham. And then Cush and his brother Metherim and his other brother Put and Canaan. And the son of Cush was Sheba, Sheba and Havilah. And they'll tell you that these rivers encompass the whole land of Havilah. And I want to just show that the Garden of Eden had to be in North East Africa by the rivers that are named. I gave them the name, the Pishon and the Gion. And, and uh, I wanted to show that how the Hidiki River might have been the Abanta River and how the Pishon and the Gion, you have a, a regular Nile and you got a blue Nile or a white Nile where the Nile splits up and one flows through, one part might flow through uh, Egypt and the other one go and encompass around around Ethiopia, but they all tie back in. And then what they talk about, the Tigris, and say that's the Hidika River, but the Tigris River, the Bible declared that it flowed like east to west, but the Tigris uh, River, which they call the Hidika, some other uh, Caucasian uh, Scholars said that it flowed. It's supposed it, today it flows north and south, but the Bible said it was east and west. And now I know that the Bantu uh, River do flow that way. And I also understand the fact that today you have the Euphrates River, which is met, mentioned by name. And they said that now, if you look at the Euphrates River, it goes northwards, upward, and uh, the Hidika River flows on the side of it, so and they tie in. So the Hidika River could not be uh, the Tigris River. But nonetheless, if you read it, uh, you'll find out th- that these rivers encompass the land of, they say, Devabuti and Somaliland, which is Ethiopia and Somalia. Now, this is talking about the same they talking about, the same that encompassed Ethiopia. As we study the map of African content, we find that it was impossible for the Pishon or the Gion to flow from Africa to the continent of Iraq. And so now, but the thing that you also have to put into play was during the uh, flood, the great flood of Noah time, that it's been said that as they studied, 
and they distorted the Red Sea that they noticed that they had a flow that showed it had been separated. That it had been separated. Now, even some of the greatest scholars, um, Hebrew scholars, uh, recognize and identify the birthplace of mankind of Africa. The Jewish historian Josephus in the 11th century Bible commentator Rashi both agreed that the Guyon River is the Nile River. And and that meant that, that, that both of those historians now, Josephus was a little bit behind Christ in his age, but Josephus said what it was. And the Jewish Rashid is called Rabbi Solomon ben Isaac. His commentary on the Bible is still being used by scholars today. In studying the Bible, we should understand the nature of the people who translated the Bible. I'm going to say this because so many of us deal with the King James translation of the Bible. King James translated the Bible during a time of slave trade. He was involved in slave trade. This is a very profitable, it was a very profitable market. We should understand that many other European scholars who translated the Bible were prejudiced racist against Africans. For this reason, many untrue statements have been made, such as the black race is a cursed race because of Cain. Today, many believe that we should be servants. They believe that we as a race are inferior to the white race. That was a study that I was I was reading about how they wanted to say that the fossils that they found, the Neanderthal man had a big skull, and it was larger than the skull of those found in Africa, and that that man here was big, so that means he had a larger brain and he had a larger capacity the white Neanderthal man, to learn more. But I beg to differ with that. Some of the smaller-headed animals are, are, are able to think very well. Uh, a human being could outthink an elephant, a whale. A monkey could outthink. A monkey is able to make tools. A monkey has better dexterity than most other animals, but yet their heads are smaller. So when they wanted to say about the cranium or the head, that doesn't bear any root. You could take any animal with a large head or anything else, and we're mammal mammalians or whatever you want to call us, and that has no ground for us. See, we have to understand, too, that as believers, as a race, and that Whites, King James just thought we were inferior and nothing to do but for the slave trade. So a whole lot of things that you get and find that, you know, that that's in the, in some of the translations about us honoring your master and different things and why they said one of the things that helped enslave us was Christianity. But we have to understand, too, it wasn't the Bible, but it was people who translated it, and by them taking us captive and changing our language, and we could only understand what they say was a great influence upon us. 
See, uh, many scientists and the world researchers are aware of the overwhelming evidence that Africa is the birthplace of all mankind. As I told you earlier, all the bones are, and weapons and tools and utensils and artifacts, civilization are found in Africa, not Asia or Europe. Now, Ezekiel mentioned and more than one time, one river running between Egypt and Ethiopia, and that's the Pishon River. And again, I told you, I've always thought that even through different historians and others, uh, say it's called the Upper Nile, the Lower, or Upper, not the White Nile, but the Upper and Lower Nile River. Uh, the Roman historian Pellini spoke of Havilah in East Africa in the Hasting. Now, in the Hasting Bible Dictionary, the Kushite Havilah journey from Africa to Arabia. After researching the map, it's found that the northeastern coast of Africa is the border by the Mediterranean Sea and that the Garden would have stretched, the Garden of Eden would have stretched from North Africa all the way up to modern-day Iraq, almost to Afghanistan. I mean, not Afghanistan, but Iraq to Iraq, which today, which is called Iraq today. So now I brought us, just bringing us, giving us some little study upon where we are and find out about reading and researching about the Garden of Eden and finding out when they say that this river encompassed the land of Havilah. The word encompass means almost a circle or a crescent around it, uh, like the Mississippi River do around New Orleans. It forms a crescent, like a sea around it. It, it encompass means a circle, and but if it says it, it it encompassed that whole land, it encircled that land, and so you find that uh, it couldn't encircle uh, the land of Havilah or Cush, being in Ethiopia, and 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 knowing that. That's in Africa. So a lot of things we have to be careful the way we read. And I, I love what the Apostle Paul told us, the study to show ourselves to prove on the God, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I also uh, about, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, uh, I also was uh, was teaching about the 10th chapter of the book of Genesis. About after I talked about the garden, I talked about the 10th chapter of the book of Genesis. And it talks about after Adam and Eve, that, that about Noah and his wife were up on earth. And the Bible declared that God destroyed the earth and only eight individuals left. It was Noah and his three sons, and their wives, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, and from them they repopulated the world. Now, I want you to concentrate on something in that 10th chapter. And, and I, I say this is because I want you to understand, and I explain something to you, and I want you to, to Google it and just ask questions. Be very curious. Be inquisitive. 
about things of life. Want to know, want to know. Don't don't let a person tell you everything. Because if you allow somebody to tell you, they'll make it be the way they want it to be. But study it for yourself. And and I was looking, I always like to bring people to that 10th chapter of the book of Genesis, the first start you off on for them to catch on to things. I told you today the largest population of the people in Israel today are Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz, that's the largest population uh, uh, ethnic group of uh, so-called Jews. And notice I use the word so-called Jews. Uh, the Eskenaz, they say they Eskenaz Jews. And the next is Khazar Jews. And the next group is Serfadon Jews. There are three different ethnic groups. Now, they did bring in what they call Beta Israel, which is the Ethiopian, which is 20,000 who are black. But now, I want you to focus on this is because this is something that really, really you need to catch on to to find out that those who are Caucasian who are in the Holy Land today are in no way the real Hebrews. And I will explain it to you and I'll allow you to, I want you, after I tell you and explain it to you, do the research for yourself. If you read the book of that, now I'm going to explain something to you that's very important. To find out who is a, a Hebrew, they have to come from the lineage of Shem, not Jephthah or Ham. Shem. Now, there are intermarriages between Ham and Shem, but not Ham, not, not Jephthah and Ham, or not Shem and and Jephthah. Now, now this is what I want you to notice. Now he had three sons: Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. They say, and unto Jephthah, the son of Jephthah were Gomer, Magog, Medea, Javan, and Tubala, and Mishcha, and Tyrus. And to Gomer was, and the son of Gomer was Eskenaz. So look at it, underline it. That's uh, Genesis, the 10th chapter. They tell you Eskenaz. So Eskenaz cannot be uh, Israelite. Why a uh, Jew? It's because he was born under Jephthah, not Shem. I'm going to show you some very intriguing points, even the Bible tells, but we don't understand about the Girgashite, the Havite, the, the Hittites, the Amorites. And all these, these are the Amorites, the but but now listen, listen. So I wanted to show you that, and uh, neither uh, uh, any such thing as Khazar. They're from north of of um, Turkey, and the Serpents are really, <laughs> they are really from around Spain and Portuguese, Portugal. So they are they are not the real. Do the Bible talks about it a real? Um, the Bible talks about them not being the real Jews. They say there are those who say that they are Jews and are not. That those who are the one who claim to be it. But I'm going to take you to something. Uh, by now, the son. This ain't not the sons of Ham. Or could push Metherum and Canaan. Now the Bible says, and I want you to get this because I'm I'm leading up to Abraham. 
They say Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a, a mighty one upon earth. He was a mighty hunter before the law. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And he began his kingdom of Babel, which is Babylon, Ekrit, Akkad, Kalna, and the land of Shinar. That's where Abraham and the land of Shinar is you'll find clear of the or the Chaldees. Out of the land went forth Asia and built Nineveh and Kelly. Now, listen at what I'm about to tell you, because this is very important. They're called the, the Sumerans. The Sumerans. From Sinar. The Sumerans. I looked up and I, I, I did the world mark of nations and found out that they were Kushites, more like Kushites or from like Ethiopian civilization. But it even went further. They says that I asked I Google and said, what color were the Sumerans? And they said chocolate. Some had straight hair, some had curly, and they had stoop nose, which means fat nose. That's where Abraham came from. Abraham, that's where Ur the Chaldees that he came from a little bit on a little bit east of what we call today Iraq and going going down towards what what the day was it's Ur the Chaldees of Manesopotamia and then we know who the Manesopotamia were were also black. But what I what I was trying to say was where Abraham came from was a black civilization, and he, he he himself was a man of color. He was black, and that's why all his children could go into Egypt or anywhere else and pass for the same color as anyone else. You look it up. The Sumerians are the Syrians. You see them with little nappy beards and with with braids in the hair and and in chariots and was mighty warriors, and that's the picture they show of Nimrod. But I want you to understand that all of this have been whitewashed, even go back to the time of the pyramids, and that goes back so far before Moses. If you pay attention to the color of the people on the pyramids, once you get to America or European whitewash it. But if you could ever go to Smithsonian and some other places, you'll see the people were black on the pictures in the pyramids. Why now does everyone I watch the History Channel sometime and they want to say aliens came from outer space and built a pyramid. Why would you not want to give credit to the builders of it? They were Nubian people from around the Sudan. And if you want to look at it, you could look this up. There are more pyramids in the Sudan in the Sudan than that that than in Egypt even to this day. They were master builders on the African. They were master builders. Why the Neanderthal men were living in caves and eating raw meat. The people had civilizations in Africa, and one might think, well, 
back to Kent, well, why is it this way today? Every city in Africa is not, it doesn't have naked people running around. There are large metropolitan areas, but you can make any country a third world country if you don't trade with them. If you go in and you rape the country of all the natural resources, uh, Africa may even today still hold more natural resources than any other country on earth. Why is South Africa plutonium? You, you, that that plutonium mines are down there. That's going to be on another segment later on. But why are uh, the people down there? Why the diamonds and all these places? Uh, the Greek once said that Ethiopia was the cradle of civilization. It would talk about where the gold of Beryl and onyx is called. A, Called, called the place of God was Ethiopia. Now I was I was talking to you about that round Babylon and, and other places where Abraham came from, and I was giving you the understanding of just who they were, and that Abraham came for all the Chaldee, Roman, Mesopotamian, that Abraham would have had to be. Black, Babel, Egret, Akkod, and Kelna, and the land of Shinar. Out of the land, they talk about that he went forth to Asia and built and built a place in Nineveh. Now they said that's what that's what the Bible says about Abraham in Genesis. That that's where he went, but he went out and he came Shinar from where that's that that was black, and I explained that to you. That they say that the people were chocolate. Now this is where he traveled from, and he went to, to Nineveh, and uh, there he stayed in the city for a while. And just to understand the scriptures, we have 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 to look at a map of Asia Minor to understand exactly about the chapter of Genesis to find out why Abraham traveled getting to the Holy Land. Now Abraham and his things and, and, and things after they left and he left there. The Bible declared that now before Abraham left they had where they tried to build a tower of Babylon. Abraham coming from the region would have to be of this dark Kushite race. We could also understand that the entire area was the Ethiopian Empire. The Bible tells us that the tongues in Genesis eleven seven through eight, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the earth to all the earth, and they left up, they left off and built cities. We find here we find in Genesis chapter eleven chapter that God was not pleased with their eagerness to reach heaven. So the Bible declared that he paid them a visit and called their tongues to change, mean different languages. This chaos of tongues or language caused them to scatter all over, leaving Nimrod dream, which is Nimrod, which is the grandson of Ham, meaning he was black, that he was leading them building the Tower of Babylon, 
the dream of the mighty black warrior Nimrod. And Michael 5, 5th chapter, verse 5 and 6, Babylon is noted as being the region of Nimrod. And we know that's where Abraham came from. And for centuries period, prior to this period, Michael, uh, Babylonian, continued to inherit, inherit the government by the seed of Ham. After researching careful study of history and archaeology, the evidence is conclusive. Abraham was not white. As we look deeper in this research, we find Abraham was a native of Chaldean Ur and left within the period of the Hamatic king. Now, this is a Hamatic king, Guttai. G-U-T-I, that's when he left in Genesis 11, chapter, verse 28 to 31. In 1844, edition of the Family Bible by Beard and Dylan contained the identical book of the King James Version, which additional text of Apocrypha, Judah, Tobit. Now, this extra, I'm talking about the Apocrypha, the Book of Wisdom, Birch, the Prayer of Manasseh, Manasseh, the king of Judah, Judea, the first and the say the first and second book of Maccabees. It states clearly that the book of Judah five one through twenty eight that Abraham was a descendant of the Chaldean. The builders of the Chaldean were Hamatic race. The Bible states it, but do we know what are we looking for? Uh, there was a, the language and the civilization. Archaeologists discovered rocks and cuneiform animals and ancient cuneiforms. Records have conclusively demonstrated that the Hermetic Negro was the earliest settlers of Ur. The African Ethiopian Empire ages dominated Ur of the Chaldees. And then later on, they began to mix with the Semitic race. The Semitic and the Hamnites and others were were a pure African-Ethiopian breed of a Hamanic race. The Okay, the Semites were African race of people. Those who were mixed had strong Negro features. And early Semitics and Hamites, Possess deep black skin, woolly hair, yellow and white hair found among the ancient Semite Hebrews were feared and socially shunned. You could find this if they were born with white hair, if they were like blonde, they were shunned. You could read it in Leviticus 13, chapter, verse 16, and in the sixth chapter, 30, 32. In Genesis 10 and 15, now let us not forget that Abraham, the father of the Hebrew ways, father was the son of Hagar, the African servant. He was named Ishmael. And we should understand that the worship of God was in Egypt before the time of Moses. Let us not forget that there were three sons of Noah. They were all brothers and carried a lot of their father's tradition and belief with them. History tells us 
drew records from the Egyptian hieroglyph, the god of our Hebrew was Laradite, forefather. And, and if you find in Exodus 3 and 3, since they had yet adopted, they had not yet adopted Yahweh or Jehovah in e, the Egyptian hieroglyphic, it is in Hebrew or in Greek and in Latin, who in fact replaced El Shaddai of Exodus 6 and 3, the tribal deity without any form of a holy sacred scripture before one was introduced in Moses' name following the latter alleged education of the mystery system. This system provides his knowledge up to the walk to Mount Horeb. And that's just what it's saying is Moses had learned from this teaching that he learned being the king's grandson. It's called the education of the mystery system. What they taught Moses astrology. They taught Moses to act the war. They taught him math. They taught him science. He was very well trained. And Moses taught the people this all the way to his march to Mount Horeb. That's why God had set him aside because his learning to, to lead his people out of bondage. Now, the peninsula during uh, CA 1196 BC, uh, and that's uh, the, tw the 29th dynasty, assuming that this story of Moses was, was validated. Thus, A. Wideman, in his most noted book, the, Reg the Religion of the Ancient Egyptian, page 12, states this, this position, as we learn to read the history of ancient countries and the archaeological finds, we learn new wisdom to open doors to our past fathers their race, and their religion. Now let us continue to unveil the mysteries of what color was the original Jews. Let us look at the color of more Old Testament personalities. Many, I state, may I state this again, the purpose of this is not to bring hatred or any, on any other race for past injustices but to both enlighten and bring forth the truth about the part that Africans and blacks or black Hebrews played in the Bible as well as our history. Let it be known to the reader that I believe that the Holy Bible, I believe the Holy Bible, but I believe racism have caused some things to be purposely altered and left out. Now that we have studied Abraham, let's look further. In the book of Judges, talking about the Negro Amorite wives still constitute a thorny problem among Jews who returned following the Babylonian exile. But I'm, I'm going to go even further back. I want, I want us to look at something. Abraham, since we're talking about, about we were talking about Moses. Moses' name means Mosa. It means to be drawn from the water in the Hebrew, Mosa. Being drawn from the water. You know, he was drawn from the water. And 
Moses was able to pass for an African child. I don't know that you could put a fly in a milk bowl and not know a fly is in the milk bowl, just to be, not being sarcastic, but just to give an example. Putting a white sheet of paper and, and put a black circle on it, you could spot that a mile away. Now, Moses was supposed to have been Pharaoh's grandson. Moses looked like the Egyptians who were black. And the Bible tells us this. It's implicit. And when I say implicit, it's implied. When Moses left after he had killed that soldier, that, that, that Egyptian soldier, and he ran and he ran into the land over there and he met his wife Zipporah, which was the Ethiopian, she told her father Jethro that she found an Egyptian. She didn't say, I found a, a Jew. She didn't say, I found a Hebrew. She said, I found an Egyptian. The people look just alike. Now, now I want to I show you something. The Hebrews and the blacks, they were all black at that time. White folk did not come from that area. Whites came from Europe. Today, every biblical character is turned to be white, even those who live in the Holy Land today. But I want to get further into this teaching before I, I prove to you that those, even further than what I showed you in Genesis 10, to prove to you that they are not really uh, blood, uh, really not Hebrews, but those were placed there, they are Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. They are not real Hebrews. If you want to call them proselytes, meaning some a group of people who takes up the Hebrew culture, yes. But as just as being in that DNA and being that culture, no. The ones that's there today, Netanyahu and the others, no. They're from Caucasia, Lithuania, and other places right around Russia and Eastern Germany. You can look that up. It's there for the for the for the finding. Now I want you to understand too that Joseph, we we look about Joseph and you'll find out about Joseph. You know, Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. They say at first they wanted to kill him, but then he was sold into slavery. Their, their brother uh, Reuben and, and Simeon and were, no, we can't do that to him. And so they end up selling him into bondage to the Midianites. Now, the Midianites were, were, were Ethiopians. They were travelers. They, they, that was the area they lived. They lived and they, they were traveling all around the Midianites. So they take him. He looked like them. They sell him into bondage to Potiphar's house. And there he, he, he ended up working at the governor's house. And there he looked like those people. Now, Joseph looked like the people. You remember when Joseph's brothers came to get Joseph, came there, and Joseph, uh, they, the famine came, and they were uh, came to buy food and get things to take back to their father. 
Well, read that story about Joseph, and you will find out that Joseph's brothers thought he was an Egyptian because he was no longer the young kid, but it was close to 20 years later. They found their brother, but they thought he was an Egyptian because they looked just alike. And then he married, then at that, he married the black lady, Asenta, and he was black, and they had two kids. Ephraim and Manasseh, who were the grandparents of Joshua, who fought the Battle of Jericho. It's all in your Bible. It's all in your Bible. And if anyone ever want to refute me, I can take you through it, and I have all the proof that I need because I did my thesis for my master's degree, and I have all the different books that came from different white authors and others. Now, let us continue to unveil the mystery of what color was the original Jews. Let us look at the color of the Old Testament personalities, and we'll find in the purpose of the writing. Now, that was studied Abraham and just looking further, we talked about the Negro or the black Amorites. Wives still constitute a thorny problem for the Jews who returning their return following their Babylonian returning in Ezra. Ancient Jews were so black that many Romans mistook them for Ethiopians. The most rigid code among Jews to prevent miscongregation failure. Even the Jewish father Abraham possessed such marriage forbidden by marriage and marrying a non-Jewish woman of Africa the black lady Hagar. Now let us pay close attention to the scriptures in that's Genesis 38 chapter verse 1 through 30. There we find that Jacob's fourth son bore two Hebrew sons. Now we, we, we get into that about Jacob bore two, two Hebrew sons. Now we have to under Ferris and, and Therese, and Zerah, Therese, and Zerah. Now, I want us to, but before we, we go into that, before we go into about Therese and Zerah, we're going to go back even to with Joshua and just look at Joshua fighting the battle of Jericho. Jericho, I'm going to go back even further with Abraham. When Abraham was... Uh, when Abraham with his his brother with his his nephew Lot, Abraham Lot and Abraham uh, split up. When he told him you could go to the left, I go to the right, and he had gave him so many sheep and cows and things. But the Bible declared that he took that Lot went to Sodom. Sodom, which is around, which is around what you what we call Sodom and Gomorrah, we we know about what happened there, and that the people were were was sinners. Now 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 he went down there. He went down there, and he lived there. And God sent an angel, sent three angels, and they went and they began to question Abraham. And right around Sodom, if you look at a map, you're going to find out 
the land of Phoenicians, and the Phoenician were black people, and that's where we get our alphabets and other things from. If you research it, that's where the alphabets that we have today come the Phoenicians, the weight that how we weigh, the weighing scale of weights and measurements that we use was used back in that time came from the land of from the Phoenicians. That's why we get our alphabets A, B, and Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon. That's where we get our Greek alphabets that come from the Greek. They come from the Phoenicians. That's why we say phonics. That's why when we learn to read, we read hooked on phonics because it was first given by the Phoenicians. Phoenicians were black. The Nubians were black. The Nubians were was, was some of the first people to ever do it with the pyramids built cities. But these things have been making them other colors when they make movies and everything else. And don't think it's not purposely. Uh, some people, well, nah, they just allow uh, movie stars to play these roles. No, why they're never taught in school that these characters are not taught biblically the real color of the people who that they are reading about. I find that strange. The Bible said that, that Moses, the Lord told Moses to put his hand under his cloak. And when Moses put his hand under his cloak, he told Moses, now, Moses, I want you to pull your hand out. And when Moses pulled his hand out, Moses' hand was leper white. Now, if Moses was already albino or white, and if he put it back in and take it out, it would still be white. But it came back to his color. Again, Joseph, Moses was black. Joseph was black. Joseph's children were black. Joseph was the grandfather of Joshua. Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Lot went down, and before that, when what I was telling you earlier, and I, 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 I'm sorry that if I'm mixing you up, Lot, when Abraham went and freed Lot that was taken prisoner, the Bible declared that Abraham ties to the most high priest by name was Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the high priest of Salem, which would have been the city that would have been the city of Jerusalem or Jabus at that time. They call it Zion. Melchizedek, the first person in the Bible to be called a high priest after the only after God, and they said that Jesus was a high priest after the nature of Melchizedek. Before Abraham supposed to be the father of our patriarch, but he paid tithes to another person who he called the priest of the most high God. And that was Melchizedek, a black Canaanite of the lineage of Ham. All this is in our Bibles. But if you don't know what to look for, if we don't know 
who was the Amorite, the Girgashites, the Hivite, the Hittites. If we don't know who these people are, we don't know what to look for. We don't know who's black and who's not. We don't know what their ethnic group that they came from. We don't know about the Hivites. We don't know about the Cushites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Moabites. And when you're dealing, whenever you're dealing with the Moabites, you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with the ancestral relationship that that Lot had with his his uh, the Lot had with his daughters. You know. See, it's just so mixed up. Uh, once you learn who were the uh, the blacks, uh, the Canaan that came off of Ham and and his son Canaan and the others like that, then you could get a clearer, out closer outlook at just what the Bible is talking about. There's so many uh, great theologians that wrote about it. Even Philo and Philo was was Greek, but he uh he wrote a lot of things and he told the truth about it. But it was written way back during the time of Josephus. Josephus was a Jew himself, and he wrote and he'll let you know. And even the uh, Philo and them talk about the Jewish that was that 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 their features were were African features. And let us never think that we didn't have a way of communicating. Anytime, anytime this black nation make the alphabets that, that they go, the Phoenicians, the hey, Navy, they'd never say we wasn't travelers. Blacks, Africans were fishermen. They had Navy. Egypt had the most powerful Navy going far back before whites was almost still in caves. The Greek passed the alphabet to the Romans. The Romans passed it to the German Anglo-Saxon tribe. And it was brought to the British Isles. And the first letter of our alphabet in the Hebrew is alpha. Like we say alphabet, alpha. Greek, the same thing, alpha. The second one is beta. And it's, it's alphabet, alpha, beta. And and we have to understand these things. All this came from you. But do you know it? It's not being taught. And that's that's why I'm presenting different things to you today. Is because these things haven't been taught and they need to be taught that we can feel more secure about ourselves and that we could teach our children the truth. Now, going back again, we'll find that really, when you look back, that these African people who did the pyramids and other, they were very proficient in psychology, astronomy, geometry, arithmetic, navigation. These black Africans had harbors. That enabled them to navigate long distance, and they had skills that we're taught that they did not have. These skills carried them for for years 
And until we start teaching this in our schools, we can never go forward. We can never go forward without teaching different things in our skill. Let us continue to play close race. This says Zero and Perez. Now, this is the lineage. I'm going way back, but I'm about to touch the lineage of King David. You know, they show this little white kid killing a giant philistine that this giant philistine was a black guy who stood almost nine feet two goliath but now you know that you heard the story of judah who had the son who died but he didn't have someone to marry his daughter now his daughter was tamar she's also ethiopian or egyptian ethiopian or egyptian woman, meaning she was black. She was a Hamite. She was black, African. And his son married her. But they died and didn't have another brother to marry her. It's called a lariat lariat, uh, uh, rule that they have lariat that the next of kin would uh, marry, take and marry and be the next in line to marry the, the daughter and possess a child for that person, a leveret vow. And so out of that, Perez came from, okay, I was telling you, let me get this to you straight. Judah's son died. The young girl, which was Tamar, did not have a son to marry. So she veiled herself, and she stood on the side of the, the road, like a prostitute with a veil. And on the way, father-in-law Judah didn't know who she was. She was veiled. And he gave her his staff and his signal ring for credit for sex. And she became pregnant. And when he found her with being pregnant, knowing that her, his son was deceased, and that she wasn't supposed to be pregnant. He was going to stone her. But she gave him his signal ring and his staff. Now watch this, watch this. Gave the signal ring and the staff. That means she was pregnant for him. Now watch this. Hebrew always married black complexion people throughout the Bible. Hebrew and blacks married and interbreeded. Look again, Shua, a Canaanite, and the father of Tamar, who was the daughter of the mistress of Judah. We know that also I just showed you that Joseph married a center. Moses married Zipporah, African. Now, 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 Ashur was the Canaanite father of Tamar, who was the daughter-in-law of the mistress of Judah. We should keep in mind in our study of the Bible that Jesus is a descendant of the tribe of Judah. Sure, the grandfather, Tamar, the grandmother, great-grandmother, okay? The black sure was a blood 
link ancestor to the Savior Jesus Christ through Jacob's son Perez, grandson Perez. Let's continue to pay close attention to that Jephthah, which is the white Caucasian race, and after chapter 10, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. The children left. Jephthah's children left the Holy Land and Asia, and they moved into Europe, not to come back for thousands of years. They leave out the Bible and don't come back until about four or 500 years before. This is a known fact. This is written in your Bible that that it is here stated. Now, let us pay close attention to the crossbreeding of the Hebrew blacks throughout the Bible. It is easy to understand that black and black make black or dark plus dark equal dark. There was no white Israelites. Today we find imitators, but black and black make black. Jesus' blood is permeated from that 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 breed of the Hamites and the Shemites. Now, we've been told for many years that we are inferior that we are a curse, that we are a lower form of human beings. We have been mistreated just as the Hebrew and in, in ancient times. In studying the Bible, we find crossbreeding between Hebrew and Africans went on in spite of all the laws. Deuteronomy 7 and 3, Nehemiah uh, 31, 17 and 18, Ezra the ninth chapter, verse 15. Such restriction existed at this time for religious reasons, not race. Jews were already a mixed people long before entering and departing Egypt. This is why some scholars and historians had written that Hebrews were of African origin. The Greek historian and geographer Strobo states that during his lifetime, it was not unusual for historians to think that Jews to be black ancestors. Strobel went on to say that Jews living in Western Judah were Africans and Ethiopian, I mean in Egyptian. The Roman tacticus supports Strobel saying that Jews were of the Ethiopian race. Modern white Jews receive much of their praise, culture, and popularity from the history of the early ancient black Jews, the early Hebrews, the light complexion Jews contributed nothing to the early Hebrew development, nor were they present during the exodus from Egypt under Moses or the invasion of the land of Canaan. Talk about the conquest of Canaan. They had no part in the conquest of Canaan. Moses, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. They went to Ai. They fought all these battles. White so-called Jews had no part in this. The white Jews appeared about 100 years after the death of Solomon. 
500 B.C., 2 Kings 5 and 27. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their descendants until the book of 2 Kings were dark-skinned people, largely a mixture of African Hamanic creatures. I would like to state that light-skinned Jews began to appear because of crossbreeding with Greeks during the time of Alexander the Great. Then came the conquest of the Romans, and the interbreeding again took place. This is how the light-skinned so-called Jews came about. I'm gonna we're gonna stop right there for the night. And I'm going to ask that if we have any questions or comments need to be made, I'm accepting those right now. And I pray that there was something said or something done that gave you some insight about where the African Americans come from, about our blacks, our history. I haven't gotten into the part about our our history, our ancestors, per se, because once I get into that, we're really going to have fun. When I, I show you who you are and why you should never be afraid and why you should love who you are. And I will show you how to recognize who you are and why you are in America today. Why are you here? today in America, how you got here. And when you find out why you got here and how you got here, it's going to be very enlightened. But we have a ways to go because I have so much more just to share with you through my my long study of things of this nature. Uh, Reverend Hot Rod, we have anyone that would like to uh Ask any questions or would like me to share any information with them. Uh, I'll open the lines up. The lines are open right now at 858-357-9137. The lines are open if anyone has any questions for Dr. Kemp. Questions or comments? No questions or comments, Dr. Kim. Sounds like everyone's enlightened tonight. Um, so no questions tonight, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I would like to just say that uh, I thank you again for giving me uh, time to share uh, some information with those who were listening tonight and an opportunity to, to learn something about ourselves. Uh, we've been taught the wrong thing for so many years, and it's time that we learn who we are, where we came from, why people dislike us so much, why hmm. every race shun us and fear us. And oh, once we yeah. begin to find that out, why do they fear me? What have I done to make them fear me? I was the slave. I was the one mistreated, but yet people fear me. Why do certain things I I seem to be superior in certain ways to some people? And then with my body, with my mind, and with my strength and my ability, where do I feel empowered the way I do at times? 
But once we find out why are these things that way and that they came from our creator, our almighty God, and God wants us to know who we are, because that's the only way we could return back to him is knowing who we are. It's been taken away from us. And like I said, I have so much more information to give to you. Thank you, and God bless each and every one of you. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Sir? We're going to leave with a prayer. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus. Father, we come, Lord, asking, Lord, that you would bless each and every listener, that you would bless everyone in America, just everyone all over the globe, saved and unsaved. Lord, look upon our hearts and our minds. Lord, I ask that you would look upon us, Lord, and Lord, we pray, Lord, that as this pandemic go about, this COVID-19, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you put an end to COVID-19, and Lord, that you would comfort those who have lost loved ones, Lord, through this virus, Lord. I know many. I ask that you comfort them, Lord. And I know, Lord, that there's no wound that Mother Earth could give that God cannot heal. I ask that you would bless us, Lord, and I ask that you continue to open our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we reach out to learn more of you, learn who we are and whose we are. And, Lord, we ask that you would bless Brother uh, brother Reverend Hot Rod, Lord, as he tried to have programs to help teach us who we are, where we came from, that we could be proud individuals, love who we are, stand up and know that we're not inferior to anyone, have love and peace in our hearts, and live life with a smile. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because we love Jesus, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Bless every church that's opening your name, Lord, preaching and teaching your uncompromised gospel. Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, Dr. Kemp, and uh, we, we're, th- we're definitely thankful and blessed to have you aboard, sir, and coming in teaching and educating and uplifting and motivating and empowering us. God bless you, sir, and thank you very much. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. The men and women of God come together to break chains. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Change your mindset. Let's renew ourselves, reprogram. God bless
Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.